0: Shushing me? For I'm not the one stalking. I'm just shushing oh, okay. <laughs> That sucks too, because that's a good point.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our <laughs> instant reaction review. Uh, I am your host, as always.
0: I'm going to throw it out as
1: always. <laughs> You're all throwing uh, all are, off. Are it. you dot I know you totally. I like the old one. Uh, are you <laughs> dot Mark Eastman. I, I don't even know <sighs> what I'm saying anymore. I'm Mark Eastman. <laughs> With me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello.
0: And I'm <laughs> going to print
1: cards for us so <laughs> it'll be easier. We we need a teleprompter. We, <laughs> Uh, I guess we just need paper, right? Once Sometimes. you're once you're not on <laughs> TV, omit, you don't Amish, really
0: need the teleprop- an Amish teleprompter. Yeah, Hi, be- everybody.
1: We, yeah, uh, we're back <laughs> now, right? Like it's been a while. It, it's uh, we took a week off, right? Basically, we uh, we saw Mortal Instruments and said we don't need to do that right away. So, we'll, <laughs> which is well, said, like, a week on. I know how you feel about no, it. No, we, uh, we took a week off for various reasons, right? And, you know, I have to say before we get started, we, we are doing uh, Mortal Instruments and uh, Getaway. Getaway. I'm not going to use the whole Mortal Instruments name because I just refuse to. I mean, uh, what is it? City of Bones? I Mortal, Instruments Mortal Instruments. Instruments City of Bones. City We're just going to call it
0: Mortal Instruments.
1: Which uh, I'm led to understand is a really good book and
0: uh the, you know in the that. in the
1: young adult category anyway i mean mm-hmm. not uh it's not up for the pulitzer or anything i don't that's not what i mean by <laughs> yeah. a really good book right you get a lot of emails and i'll tell you what though after seeing the movie whatever we do with the movie uh, i am not surprised by that i think probably there is a
0: good book in there somewhere and and <laughs> it it could be a horrible book we're, but i i could see it being a good book we're going to get into this in depth i actually think they're probably too good in a way. And it hurt the movie. A little bit. All righty then. Just, we just, we, will, that's we teaser. will get back to that That's later. what we call I a like podcast. That's,
1: that's right. Teaser. You have to tune in now. Yeah. <laughs> and right. don't turn away now because right. he's going to explain himself later. Right. Um, yeah. before, we, before we get into the movies, we have a, a couple of things. One thing I want to just give a shout out real quick to Blog Talk Radio uh, because recently they have been uh, going through some revamping and changes. If you go to the website, you will notice that it clearly looks very different, and they're switching things up and they're doing things a lot different. And one of the things that they have done, if you're at all familiar with Blog Talk Radio, and if you're listening to me right now, you are. If you're <laughs> if you're listening to me later, then maybe Welcome. not so much. But tune into us live. Dang it! And right. Get with the program. Anyway, um, they're changing stuff around. And one of the things that they did is uh, if you go to their site, you notice that when things are featured, you know, it'll be we're reviewing the getaway. So there will be like pictures of the getaway in the thing or we're doing an interview with Ethan Hawke because he's got nothing better to do but make the getaway. So surely he he could come around to us. Anyway, is Ethan Hawke calling? And Colin? they have basically changed that around to where uh, they have now this thing where they want you to use a picture that is just the picture of your show. Oh right. So that like <laughs> every time you get featured, it's always the same. the same. It's just the picture of your show. It's like a brand. And, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they they made us one. And they they I s- didn't they, know that they sent us an email and it's actually kind of cool. And uh, what it is, is, you know, they, uh, according to their email, I don't, I don't know that this is secret information or anything, the top 300 shows on Blog Talk Radio, they just made you one. Wow. And they had their own people go, hey, here's your thing. We made this for you. And ours is actually, you know,
0: kind I of I can't wait to see that. K-
1: kind of cool. You it would could, be
0: kind of funny if you gave it to the, uh, the, you know, the art department, if you've got one, and you're just like, look, listen to these guys and draw what you think their icon should be. That would be more interesting to me. That's basically what they did. That is what they did. I can't wait to see it. That, that is what they did. It's it's there. It's actually been there for a
1: couple of weeks, but I, yeah, I just don't. I just haven't mentioned it on the show yet, but it's uh it's basically a picture of uh some people at a movie theater, you know, looking at the movie screen and whatever. I mean, is it us? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, that would have been kind of cool. It's uh, it's all girls because our audience well, is all us. girls, right? Well, and that's audience. Right. I, I don't know. That's they had a picture. They we used had some it. guys listening. I don't know, guys. but it is it is a pretty cool thing. It is cool, and that uh, is actually pretty cool. They thought we were in the top 300. Well, They'll probably reevaluate that later. They're but, right. Um, so that that's just really cool. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is. We had a lot of email and oh yeah <laughs> last week. And so we have some email to get to before we uh, review our movies. And here's what I wanna do though, before we do that, right? Because we claim that we're doing certain things and then it doesn't oh, yeah, it doesn't end out. up that we do it. And you know, going through the podcast like weeks later, our story <laughs> is we're gonna tell you our rating. Right. And then we're gonna do our thing. So here's what we're gonna do. Before we even do anything else, we're just gonna say our ratings. All right. We're gonna so, start with Getaway or Mortal Instruments. Yeah. Uh I think I'm pretty much at like two and a half. <laughs> I, I just I can't I you yeah. know I thought it now this is obviously not instant because we saw that one. Right. Uh, this is quite yeah. a while ago. <laughs> and, you know, I really kind of liked it. Yeah, I could be like three, you know, yeah. whatever, uh, somewhere like around there, maybe. Um, but, you know, it is ultimately it's kind of goofy, but uh, I I liked it so much more than I thought I was going to. Right. That, you know, it was this was going into this was kind of like going to Twilight movies for me. Right. <laughs> when you're walking in, you're going, oh, hooray and you see <laughs> you know you see the trailers right and it's you know this is the new hunky supernatural guy right. and this is the next girl who suddenly finds herself caught up in the supernatural world and everything and so i'm going into the movie going you know hooray for going to see this movie right. right and at the end of the movie i was kind of like uh i don't know why i don't like that yeah <laughs> i mean we i don't, we had a I, pretty good I don't talk. know what i hate i hate about that yeah and you know it's just not great and it's it's you know i don't know i i i have actually written my review of this movie and i might have even rated it higher at the time but when, today, when i wrote the review yeah but it's just ultimately it just kind of is what it is and you know maybe like 3 stars but but that's kind of good enough, I guess, for this. Yeah, because, that's how yeah. – because what I feel like really I should have <laughs> rated whatever movie I was going to see, you know what I mean? Right. When I when I walked in the theater, right. I could have just said one star and now I'll watch it, right? Right, but, right. But it turned out that I actually was like, huh, that's
0: yeah. not that bad. So. Yeah. Well, Mortal Instruments – and I know we'll do more of it as we go on. Oh, Mortal yeah. Instruments for me was three. Yeah. It was – Better than I thought, and it would have been even better than 3, but when we get talking about it, however long we'll spend on it, just the stuff that it did wrong, it really did wrong, right. and it really got distracting. But in a lot of ways, like for for what I was telling you, the way I felt about it when I saw it, it sounded like an insult. I felt like I just watched the new two-hour pilot for the new Supernatural series on the CW, right? and that it was really fun. But right. there were definitely times where I could have got up and gone under the kitchen and, and I not paused, paused anything at, and came absolutely. back and not absolutely. missed a thing, not story wise, not just cared like what they were yeah. That and, you missed anything. and those things that they're there that have that that have that feeling for me, if they're gone or if they're tweaked, um, then it, it's a much better film and it would have been three and a half. I don't think that there's a version of this like it to stay true to itself that would have been any higher than four. I just don't see that the components that they wanted to do were there possibly. But I do think that this was a little better than the average film like this even though, you know, it's weird. Yeah, it got I, a 3 I, I by think, going down, not I, by going up. I think strange, I think so. a lot
1: of it was uh better than expected yeah. and I think and man, it was getting part trash. part of it was kind of disappointment at how it could have been better.
0: Right, cuz it flares up and it shows real potential. Yeah. Especially in what it's trying to do. And then it hits that sometimes, and then, man, it just stumbles, and it just shows right. you really how low it can – I mean I don't mean low like terrible, but right. just once you've set up a bar like that, you want to just keep hitting it. Just get near right. it, and it just doesn't all the time. So.
1: Okay, and get away. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of this. You have to just throw out your star rating, and we, we're not reviewing it. We'll review it later. We're just getting the star ratings out. Go. Half star.
0: Wow. This might be the big one between us. No, no. I thought I thought it, I thought it, it can't best, be that big because I would have to rate it really high for it to be really big. I was at most one star when we left the theater. When we got in our cars and left, right. like not exited the theater, but when we left, I was at most one. And okay. then I'm just at a half now. It,
1: it's going to be definitely a difference, but in order for be a, for it to be a giant, you'd have separate, to be like I'd have to go, go four and a half stars. <laughs> right. It's the best thing ever. No, right. I think I am like right at two. It's yeah, like, that's not bad. Okay, we've had. Bigger it's than that. like. uh it can't make it to a half. I almost uh, yeah. you know, to, to write halfway two and a half stars. It it right. can't get there. There's no there's nothing I can do to convince myself that I'm gonna <laughs> give it that. Right. But at the same time, I don't know. now and I am obviously very different than a lot of critics. If you pay attention at all and if you're <laughs> listening to this, you probably you probably pay attention at all to right. things that go on. You know that this is just
0: getting the most destroyed. Yeah. It could possibly get by critics. Did I it go mean, up on Rotten Tomatoes at all, or is it still at one percent?
1: I I haven't looked, but it was. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were joking. It, it was actually it was at zero percent for quite a while, yeah. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> finally, it was like one percent.
0: Somebody pitied it. <laughs> Somebody said, "Um, it's fresh, yeah. That's awesome. I do yeah. like this format. Let's get our ratings I, out I, of the way, and then right now we
1: can. And, and you know, the thing is, is that as I'm looking at it. You know, before going into the movie and I'm, you know, not looking at the reviews or anything, but I'm going 1% fresh. And like I said, it was zero for a long time. Right. And and what I'm thinking is because, you know, we talk about Rotten Tomatoes a lot, you know, fresh. It doesn't have to be that good to be fresh. Right. And and non fresh is a lot of people <laughs> who don't like you. Right? <laughs> right. There are a lot of critics out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and a lot
1: of them who you might easily think, you know, there are critics out there with jobs. That count for the rotten tomatoes, right that, right? that are going Transformers three was the greatest movie ever. <laughs> right. And, you know, just to get fresh is not that hard. And then at the end I'm like, I don't know why <laughs> everyone hates that. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna give it a fresh rating either, but <laughs> right, right. so it's not it's not that different. But on the you know, on the flip of that is the Metacritic, right? Yeah. And and it's it's not just that it's just
0: barely missing any fresh ratings right
1: it's like people are
0: really trashing yeah, yeah. it and saying it's it's well, awful and and again when we saw the film and we saw it two nights ago right one of the things that we both said in different ways and we both agreed with each other is um these you know the film's getting destroyed critically anyway like you said and we were both like that film is bad but it's not that bad right like i don't mean it's not that bad, like it 's still tolerable I mean it's not bad the way that they 're describing it, and we talked right. about that i don 't know if we'll get into it here it's interesting because I looked at a few like what you were telling me about because I was asking you what the reviews you would seen, and the criteria that people are taking a crap on the film like that's not they 're not really big issues for why the film doesn't and, work and they're me. they're not i think they've even existent, some of them were not even existent like right they're, they're not they're not a fair thing but
1: uh before we get into actually right. reviewing that now we're switching it up, right? Yeah. Now we're going to actually well, this is good. get to the reviews and get to the email stuff. Email. And uh hopefully we can not go too far a tangent on this, but uh we had kind of a big jump in emails last over the last 2 weeks, I guess really cuz cool. we, we skipped a week. Um yeah, one of the things now we got several of them, which I thought was awesome because you know, what I'd really like for emails is ask us questions about upcoming movies so we can yeah. hit, hit those points when we review it, or even uh, you know movies that we already reviewed. We can go back and and you know get to your point and and actually have it be part of the review or, or something. But right. we get lots of other emails about lots of other things. And, yeah. and for whatever <laughs> reason that I'm not really sure about, because it's it's not like. It's not like there isn't stuff out there all the time that people could be asking us about, but we got uh, three different emails of people asking us generally about Joss Whedon which i thought was oh, yeah. just really weird like there's always somebody's always saying something that's about really movies cool. that they you know we could be getting emails about that right. but so, for some reason the joss whedon like really kicked it off you know if you're like me you're kind of thinking that probably what happened is ben affleck paid off miley cyrus and joss whedon to and they did boosters some shit <laughs> up do something so that to people get people to talk me. about stuff?
0: i think that's awesome because in a way people aren't just tuning in And thanks, by the way, if I'm right about this. People aren't just tuning in to hear what our take on the getaway is. Or getaway is. It's not the getaway. That's a better film. They want to hear what we think about film. Right. Like things that are going on. And that's actually really cool because you could probably get that response because how much can you talk about getaway anyway? (laughs) And
1: (laughs) right. And also, I have to say, because somebody actually emailed us about this, and it's, you know, not a question or anything, but we are always saying, you know, go back and listen to the other things. There's a, there's a lot of Blu-rays coming out now. If you are newer or missed weeks or right. whatever, uh, the things that are coming out on Blu-ray right now, you know, go back and, and check our, out our show of that. Right. And the reason I want to mention it, even though we got an email, is because, you know, I'm not always going back and checking and seeing is anyone listening? But right. since I got an email about it and since we say it all the time, I did go back and look and uh the number of listens we have in August to shows that are older than August mm-hmm. is really pretty impressive. Good and, and cool. Well, that's really so cool. That, thanks, guys. That is really yeah. Really awesome, and you know, overall kind of helpful. If right. you if, if you I go agree. back and and <laughs> why would you not really if right. <laughs> if you if you have a show that you like, right? And I do. you know, new stuff comes out on sure. Blu-ray, and you haven't seen it. You know, why would you not go check out what we have to say about it? Right. Because you love us, and we're fantastic. So uh, the question, though, Joss Whedon had several different things. And I swear it's the weirdest thing that all all of a sudden Jos Wheaton says, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get
0: right.
1: uh, I'm gonna get people talking about me. Right. So I'm gonna say a bunch of crazy And he's not on that stuff. guy. Whether it's uh, whether he's right about it or wrong about it, it's right. like I'm gonna say some stuff that's gonna stir stuff up with right. people. So basically what you've got is uh the rumors are all floating around now because Maybe he will or will not kill somebody off in the Avengers, you uh, know, like superhero wise, right? Yeah, he will. Uh and then we've also got he's ripping on the Empire Strikes Back, largely because right. the movie ends
0: <laughs> with Han Solo still frozen in, right. in Carbonite. It, it, Josh Whedon, again, real quick, director of The Avengers, famous for Buffy Angel, did the cabin in the woods. Right. You know, he's this he's this it guy in Hollywood. And what he said is griping about The Empire Strikes Back is it's not an ending. It's a comeback next week or in three years, and that upsets me. I go to movies expecting to have a whole experience. If I want a movie that doesn't end, I'll go to a French movie. That's a betrayal of trust. A movie has to be complete within itself. It just can't build off the last one or play variations. Right. That was his big in this interview that he did. Which uh,
1: is a little bit of a weird thing to say about French movies, frankly. uh, (laughs) As an aside. But also... But I love
0: how you don't get fired up about him. But then he
1: basically said a very similar thing about the uh, second Indiana Jones movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because that has its little part where in the first movie we see him kind of shrug his shoulders and go, "Oh my God, I don't want to fight another guy, so I'm just going to take out my gun and shoot him." Right. Which, in itself, a very famous scene yep. and actually uh, a very famous scene in a lot of ways, first of all for being a really cool scene, second of all for being not how that was written. Right. And uh Harrison Ford just did it. Right. And they went with
0: it. And they said, okay. He was famous with he was famously ill with the rest of the crew in Tunisia with dysentery. Right. And he didn't he didn't have literally the guts to do it. He was going to the bathroom right. every few minutes. And, and he, they were just like, let's get out of the scene. And he somehow.
1: was supposed
0: to just fight those guys.
1: <laughs> yep. And you know, this is all from decades ago, very famous film yeah. stuff a- Thirty years ap- ago. after the fact, right, we, where, yeah. um, you know, he just said, look, my guy has a gun. Right. Can't I just shoot him? And so what the hell? Rap? And, and like he just did it, right? Yep. So anyway, mm-hmm. then so the Whedon's gripe is that in the next movie, there, we get to a somewhat similar place mm-hmm. and he looks for his gun and he doesn't have his gun. Right. And so Joss Whedon's complaint is that that is something that you know ties it too much to the first movie. Like you have to have seen the first movie in order for that that part to mean anything to you. Kind of a
0: kind yeah. of a deal. Well, he says, you know that thing in Temple. This is a quick quote. You know that thing in Temple of Doom where they revisit the shooting trick. That's what you don't want. And I feel, and I feel that's what all of culture is becoming. It's becoming that moment. Like, that's his big blurb about why that doesn't work. And he, you know, the funny thing about this thing with Joss and what he's saying is I don't disagree with what he's saying. I, I agree with the theory of what he's compiling. I disagree wholeheartedly and 100 percent with the specifics of his theory. I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what he thinks he's getting to as a theory. He, he's well, and this is the part of this is. You know, we'll try to do it quick, but this is actually a big conversation potentially because he's saying two different things. He's talking about movies and pop culture relying on stuff before and not. And again, Josh Whedon is a storyteller. Like he's a director now and he's famous for it, but he's always made money writing. Right. So he understands the dynamics and he's really great at writing most of the time. He understands a lot of the stuff that's character driven and story driven and based on that stuff. And as. Anybody who listens to why I review films and how I do it, I come at it from story first, so I really right. respect that stuff. His gripe about The Empire Strikes Back is totally different than his complaint about what's happening in pop culture, it, and, and and unfortunately, and, and
1: both it, both even though they seem very similar, I think both of these uh, specific points. Are really very different. Even yeah, they are. They totally are totally different. They're both talking about basically like how sequels are allowed and, to work and what can be right. What can be in the next movie from the first movie right. and stuff like that.
0: So they're like they're closely related. And, and but look, they're very
1: is, different kinds
0: yeah. of things. Some are, are crap. Well, I this thought. is all stemming from a ten-page article, an interview that he gave to Entertainment Weekly, right? And of course, they're going to be talking about you know the biggest. Film of of ever is the Avengers and he's doing the sequel and they're all asking him all these questions. So, of course, sequels and talk of how to handle things come up. And this is how that stuff spread. He didn't just pick up the phone and call Rolling Stone and was like, you know what? I just watched Temple of Doom. This thing sucks. and Let me tell you why. Right. So there's a bit of of selective text baiting here. Sure. Um, And it's getting pressed because it's Joss Whedon. And
1: and I got to tell you, when Avengers 2 comes out. Yeah. I have really strong doubts that there's any way that the movie he makes is going to measure up to his own criteria that he's laid out now. Well, yeah,
0: that's an interesting when
1: we watch Avengers two, is it going to be like, there is, there's nothing that goes on in Avengers two that I'm not going to have need to have seen Avengers one for it to give me the same, you know, impact. Like the, the thing with, Indiana Jones. I, I just think that's crazy. That's almost like if anything happens in the first one mm-hmm. that in any way relates to your character at all that you have in the second one, yeah. then it's then it's, it's, discounted. Ca- it's, it's nonsense. Invalid. It's yeah. it's the wrong well, it's the wrong way to go. And at some point, th- then you can't even have sequels. I mean, right, it's like right. you're just ruling out that there right. be sequels at all. If in the first – if you have a first movie where a guy learns how to do something and then right. in the second movie he does it and we don't explain why he knows how to do it in the second movie, then that would be no yeah. good. It, how do I right. – how can right. you do that? I mean it's just it, – it, it's a silly comment I think that if you actually think about it for longer than it takes to throw it out in an interview or in a right. you
0: know thing, that it, there's no way that can make sense. Instead of a discussion, um, I'll just try to give a response because I think that's what the email wanted. You know? And we could easily get into a quick discussion yeah, and be what's like, our, okay, what's our take our two, on it. Our two is now going to be the, the review. My take on it is he's using – again, I, I agree with the theory to some extent, but the examples are wrong. Indiana Jones is not the example to prove this theory about pop culture. Star Trek is. Because what he 's arguing about Indiana Jones is that in a film that takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark, how could he have this moment be so similar in it and it screws up the continuity the continuity excuse me for what happened first versus what happened earlier and the reference to it if you want to nitpick films to death okay that 's fine that 's how you see it. I never saw it that way. I saw that specific Indiana Jones scene as very nuanced and fun and actually very creative to potentially hearken back to that but i never ever thought of it as like a, a redo like what he's suggesting of what happened in the first film right so i think his example again the specifics are wrong my example for that is what he's talking about is fan service ignoring the story just to give fan service to the fandom and for me again star trek into darkness is a perfect contemporary example where you have you have Spock screaming the name Khan, which is a direct right. fan service to a film 30 years ago when, in fact, in this film – and we're not going to get into the it Star Trek thing. It sense. doesn't make sense because right. he would never be screaming Khan's name. It should be Marcus or Nero. It would be everybody else except this, and that's what, he's, that's what he's getting at, that pop culture is self-referencing itself out of the loop of where it belongs, and it's still being accepted, and it's frustrated for people who pay attention. I agree with that. I just wish the example was better. The other thing about The Empire Strikes Back, my response to that is that's total bullshit. You know, there's a million films that don't end the way he seems to want films to end, and they're very good in what they do. Some of them are his films. Like, I think he should put The Cabin in the Woods in and see that that film doesn't really come to a natural conclusion. There's a whole lot of what if. Right. But I understand to some extent the argument, even though I don't agree with any of it, and it stems more from an an interview I haven't read. I don't really know what Josh Whedon expects when he goes to a film except apparently very finite things that he didn't get in The Empire Strikes Back. And I disagree because I think The Empire Strikes Back, not because of its stature in my childhood memory or anything like that. I think it's a very well done movie that answers just about everything and does everything it's supposed to do.
1: Right, and I think that you know, specifically having a problem with Han Solo ending up in carbonite or well, whatever. Well, that's because he wants to kill everybody. I, I don't. I don't really know exactly what why that is such a either. such a sticking point for him. Like even like you said, you know, we have Darth Vader spinning off into space when we were talking. And how about that. how
0: is that not? Exactly the same thing. When you brought that up to me, and I was like, if he doesn't like films that have that weird vacuum of an ending, why doesn't he dislike Star Wars? Right. Death Star is done, but Vader is still 25, you know, not even a mile away. He's just 25 seconds away from turning around and using the Force and gunning down the rest of the ships that are there and being like, guess what? I win now anyway. Right. I'll go to another Star Destroyer. Or there's a bunch of films like. I mean, I can rattle tons of them off without my head. The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That movie ends with the woman thinking Donald Sutherland and seeing that he's still, sorry if I'm ruining this for anyone, it's only 40 years old, but he's an alien. Right. Or the thing where you don't know who anybody is anymore. Did the monster die in the ice or is it really in Kurt Russell? But who knows? I mean, all of these films have this thing and I, I think that, apparently he hates a lot of them. I, I think that with with
1: Han Solo, right, Um
0: I say hand sometimes.
1: When he yes, <laughs> when when the movie ends and we don't know what happens to him, and he really doesn't like that because what we're supposed to do is come back and see the next movie, right? And then we'll find out that he doesn't like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Then we'll find out what happened to him, and we'll find out he's okay, or we'll find out what we'll find out that maybe you know something goes wrong with the machine and he's dead in there, and <laughs> yeah. y- you know, I mean, getting right. frozen in carbonite and then. I don't know the the <laughs> shipping people bumped the crate
0: and <laughs> the shipping and now, people, and now, he is now he's dead right. Well, it's a you know this film happened so long ago and it's hard. Somebody who just saw The Empire Strikes Back now can watch Return of the Jedi this afternoon and not have to wait the three years that we did right. and that Joss did. It sounds to me like he was so mad that he had to wait. And believe me, I had to wait and you had to wait. I don't know.
1: I just don't think it. it well, I guess my final I, I response is that I don't think this. it ultimately makes any sense. Like basically the, the point that it seems like he's trying to make is that you can't do anything in one movie that you're going to resolve in the next movie. Right. And I think that's just I, – I think what you're saying is the whole theory that Hollywood has used since movies began on what sequels mean, <laughs> Right. I am opposed to that. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, fine. Right. <laughs> and right. what, what do you want me to do with that yeah. I mean then there are no sequels and like like I said we were talking about this before like I said what he wants is to have if there's a series of books he wants to be able to pick up any one of them right. and start reading <laughs> and for that to be perfectly fine whether he ever reads any of the other ones in the series right. whether he reads the whole series in completely random order or anything I mean it's just like what I want there to be is not series Yeah, and you know how do you even argue against that? It's like, well, fine. That's what you want. But, well, I mean, but to say that that's yeah. something that's wrong with movies...
0: He should never is, watch Lord of the Rings, It's ...is I like,
1: you know, I just don't know what to even do with it as a statement, really. Because it, at some point, you're just saying,
0: you know, I don't like movies. So. Well, at some point... No, again, what I understand him saying is, you know, for him, his movie-going experience is a finite thing. It starts with this character and this opening, and it ends here, and that's what I want. And that's great. I... I like that, but I don't need it, and there are a ton of films that are on my best lists that don't have the finite endings that he wants,
1: Right, and
0: that doesn't weaken them or make them any invalid as a film. Look, even The Empire Strikes Back, if you stay with it without fan service of being like a fan of those films or well, half of those films, it doesn't even have a beginning. Empire just right. jumps in. It does what you all – I crack up every time I see like oh, we're going to reboot Spider-Man and you're like, great, I get to see that origin for 35 right, right. more minutes. Empire doesn't pay any service to you at all. It doesn't say, look, I'm going to hold your hand for the first 20 minutes. It says, if you don't know where you are, right. and catch it, up. And it doesn't, it doesn't give you like the 10-minute no. uh, last week. Right. This, it doesn't what it happened? you right? – you can argue that for Indiana Jones to some extent because they're, they're a modern-day homage to the serials that those guys grew up right. with. And Star Wars a little bit, but Star Wars is based on the hero's journey. And the second installment of that is all about character and relationships. And these are things that astound me because that's what Josh Whedon lives for. That's every story he's ever written and that he finds such fault in a film that handles it so perfectly perfectly. Again, I just I agree with some of his sentiment. I think his example is totally out the window. Yeah, in both, I, in both I, of I
1: them. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what he would say about it? So the other point, because we should actually re- review movies at some point. But yeah. the other point is: is he going to and or should he or something whatever question you want to make out of it, uh, mm-hmm. kill off some superhero in the Avengers two. <laughs> and so it's like I don't know. Partially it's like prediction: will he do it? Yeah. Partially it's like should he? Or it, will it be good, bad, or indifferent if he does? And and really, I think I, I could be totally crazy on this theory. I, I don't know if he will or not. I, yeah. I don't really I, I don't really care. I guess about <clears throat> predicting whether yeah. he will or not. I, I have no idea, except that everyone is talking about it. Probably for some reason, so right? It's you know probably a plan that's in the works and. Who knows? He's Maybe he's like in the stages right now of trying to figure out who he can get away with killing off <laughs> right. or or without getting lynched or who knows what. But on the should he do it side, uh, I think if he does, it, it would be absolutely horrible and practically nonsensical. He's got like – he's using something that's not his right. that are characters that aren't dead – Right. That just because you're making the movie does not mean you get to kill them. I mean, it's sort of like saying, uh, you know, should Sam Mendes have James Bond die in the next movie? I mean, or or should if there was like, uh, you know, it's hard to compare because the superheroes are still there. It's hard to compare to a lot of things because, you know, Ian Fleming is not still writing James Bond books or like, you know, Sherlock Holmes or something is not (laughs) something that's still happening. But it's sort of like if you took like if Ian Fleming was still alive Mm -hmm. and he was still going to be coming out with. With James Bond books. And and as far as you knew, for the next 10 years, there would still be another James Bond book every year. Right. And then we give the movies to somebody and somebody says, oh, yeah, well, in the movie, I just killed him. So. Right. Do whatever Deal you with want. That, right? right. Yeah. That would just be like insane. Right. And now the question is. So, I mean, all these superheroes are still in comics that right. are still coming out. They are entities that exist outside the realm of making movies about the stories that have happened right and wh- whoever you kill off right next week that guy wants to make another comic <laughs> yeah and he still has a character who's alive or something and you're saying i'm making a movie and that guy's going to die I in my movie alive. you're
0: you're on the right track but i see it but differently. you're totally wrong <laughs> no 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 and, and uh, you're right but i see it differently and the answer to that is yes he's going to kill somebody and it is i would i would put like ninety seven percent on that that's going to happen it's not going to be iron man it's not going to be the hulk it's not going to be captain america you know it's not it, gonna it's be not it's guys. not going
1: to be people that uh, look at who their he killed, next movies are at, already in development well, look at you
0: right look at who he killed already he killed agent colson who really bothered people because over the course of several films he became partially because of the character but partially because of the guy playing him did it perfectly a fan favorite, like right. this guy, you really, you're, it's like kicking the puppy, you know, right. on the way out of the mall. Like you would never, well, why would you do that? You're not going to kill any of the main characters, but they have associates, uh, associates, excuse me, that you can kill. And in doing that, what you do is you wound the heroes more than any supervillain. Pepper Potts is an easy example. Right. If you kill Pepper Potts, you take Tony Stark way to the lowest part of his of his character. Right. You don't even have to really hurt Tony Stark. You just have to hurt somebody else. He's going to kill somebody. And there aren't that many people left. There's Thor's girlfriend, which is Natalie Portman. It doesn't always have to be a girlfriend, but there's Pepper Potts. I mean I don't even know if he could get away with killing no, but the Hawkeye qu- or the Black the Widow. The question is but a superhero. Well, it's, the answer to it's, that it's is… It's got to be a superhero. The answer to that is then no. It probably won't be unless it's somebody they introduce… For this film to be like the expendable and red shirt ter- wearing Star Trek, Trek person. Trek, right. But what I heard him say originally when he, when he first was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm leaning towards it, but I'm going to really rip down the characters. I'm going to really put them through a hurt machine, which is weird because he also hates The Empire Strikes Back. And that's all that film did. But OK, Whatever. He's really going to do it. People are going to die in this film, and it's going to be someone important. But it's not going to be someone that has a film in development, like you said. Well, right. But it is going to be Natalie Portman or Pepper Potts or somebody real close to that. The Avengers have a have a Butler Jarvis, and maybe there'll be more Jarvises. You know, I mean, in the Iron Man films, he's got the automated right. Jarvis. Maybe it'll be someone like that, and it'll be like Michael Caine, and they'll kill him and replace him, and who, who knows? But yeah, people are going to die in the next film.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure people. Is specifically is it going to be a superhero person? And you're saying no. Uh, My my prediction is uh, I don't I I don't care about predicting. I I don't care about predicting. Yeah. But if he kills a superhero, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pissed just because. You know, at some point, dude. Who the hell do you think you are? I mean, (laughs) it's like actually, I'm gonna kill them all. Actually, you know, my
0: my next Avengers movie ends with like only
1: one of them's left.
0: (laughs) Comic books exist from retconning and reintroducing on oh the hulk didn't die his gamma cells rejuvenate you know whatever they'll find a way but if you're the guy who made over a billion dollars with one film and you can do it again i think they'll probably give you a little bit of leeway well, maybe maybe, be
1: they'll, be the maybe they'll, they'll give you a be... little maybe they'll give you a little leeway, but if the leeway that gives you that they give you yeah. adds up to here's like ten billion dollars we can't
0: make anymore, you know, okay, wait, <laughs> maybe that, maybe you should hedge your report. bet because they might do it like Star Trek. They might kill someone and then find alien technology to bring them back, like with the Khan blood, and then all of a sudden Captain America dies, but then they put the Hulk's blood in him or something stupid. Well, you know, but I'm then not ruling that, that out either. That
1: might be a different question, so too. So technically that, dead, that, I'm doing the air That might be it. That might be a different question, too. Like, will he kill someone that can be brought back or something? <laughs> like, you know, if Someone's they make an back. X-Men movie and, you know, hey, uh, Jean Grey is dead and, right. you know, she gets to come back later. I spoiled that when she comes back later or something. Right. But, <laughs> But anyway, um, th- now we should actually review movies. Those are that, cool questions. That, that, that took a, a that took a. And that could have – what's strange
0: is we could have talked the rest of the show just about – We could have just that, done that show
1: or we could have just answered the question like they wanted us to. Well, I thought we didn't.
0: We, did, we didn't do that either. But. Well,
1: I, I well we could have answered the question and just said I yes,
0: <laughs> and
1: it will suck. Right. Uh, anyway, okay, so Mortal Instruments. Uh, yeah. We should actually say something in- interesting about it. We already kind of <laughs> talked about uh, you know, how it, it worked better – for us than Mm -hmm. either one of us expected. Yeah, really. And this is kind of a movie. Actually, both of these movies, it's kind of interesting to review these together because both of these movies, at some point in being a critic or just being a person who's watching them or whatever, I feel like you have to kind of say to yourself, you know, I saw the trailer and I still went to see it. Right. And now, how bad can it be, right? right. Because it, you know, it, Mortal Instruments is in that whole Twilight, beautiful creatures kind of, you know, wheelhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And if you saw the trailer, you know that's what it is, right? And you still went to the theater, then you got to cut it some slack right. and not be going, well, this is not the best acting I've ever seen. I yeah. mean, you know, there's so got to be some kind of thing, or like The Getaway, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's not the getaway, and I can't stop saying that. But, I know, <laughs> but there's no getaway. Getaway, because that's better somehow. I don't know, but uh, you know, you saw the trailer for that movie, right? And then you can't, uh, you know, no. <laughs> agree to go to the movie and then walk out and go. Well, it's just driving cars all the yeah, time, and right. have that be some giant flaw in the movie. Uh, beautiful creatures, I thought. You know, for me, and I, you know, I am not this movie's target audience anyway. It's not trying to sell me anything, right? right? It's not trying to get me to buy the dolls right. at the store that they make out of or whatever. Right. But for me, this movie was a lot more like if you took Twilight or or you kind of saw what was happening in young adult literature, right. And which is just exploding insanely over like the last five, ten years, yeah. whatever. You know, y- there was no young adult section in like the bookstores, right? Yeah. Not not that long ago. Yeah. And it's huge, and it's coming out with you, you know there are tons of authors all the time, and yet you cannot find a book, hardly, that is not supernatural or uh something that's like Hunger Games, Dystopia or right. you know, everything is it's in the future and the government took over and now everyone's oppressed, or vampires and werewolves right. and zombies, or both. Right. right? I mean Or somehow making it all happen, but for for me, this was like if you said, "Look, this is what's going on in young adult, and you know, Twilight movies are going to make a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. Some of them are not going to make tons of money, but they're going to get made into movies and everything." What if we took that and just made it a little more badass and like actually said? Let's not just, you know, be doe eyed at each other for half the movie <laughs> right. or see who we can get to sparkle on yeah, film for right. five minutes. And, you know, like Twilight has its, you know, 10 minutes of big fights per right. movie or something. And it has a lot of, you know, the building up to why we have whatever problems that we have. Yeah. But you know for a lot of those movies it's like
0: you,
1: you know it, it if you took all the sulking and and staring doe-eyed at each other out of those movies right. you, you wouldn't have a whole lot left right. And somebody said let's make that movie but let's just you know have more fighting, have more right. action and and kind of have a little bit different spin on it. Right. And so then they made this and and it really kind of works a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, it's it, for for me to just not hate it. That's it did something right, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Because I, I could not hate the Twilight movies more. Right. Just because they're just so sad. First of all, I I got to tell you, you know, there's there's a large variety in young adult literature right. and there is like kind of a spectrum of Like the Twilight movies are kind of just calling you stupid. As far as I'm concerned, that's Marky. Are
0: you screaming? The Twilight
1: Twilight movies are. It's just like TV shows, right? And movies in general, or whatever. But I think TV shows, there, it's kind of more clear. Maybe the dog is dreaming, and just oh, that's just the sound effect we use sometimes for whenever we
0: talk about Twilight. We have dogs howling. (laughs) Right. That's actually pretty. cool.
1: There's like a spectrum of whatever it is he, stuff that's for younger people yeah. right anything that's at all geared for younger people there's a spectrum of uh you know on one end it's really just calling them stupid it's really just going look this will entertain you because you're young and stupid and we have no respect for you or your intelligence and on the other end of it there's you know there's right. the exact opposite and everything is like somewhere in the middle and twilight is really far on one side for me and this is at least kind of trying to be on a little bit different side.
0: Well, I didn't say I didn't have the book. Uh, how can, <laughs> I, I how just could got I, up because I noticed on Mark's shelves in the studio, there's a copy of Twilight. And I'm like, how can you bash this when you paid Yeah, but at the same, for it? At the same time, it's also not
1: like there know, are five no. books on my shelf and one of them is Twilight.
0: <laughs> Well, there's eight, and they're I, all Twilight. I know. have some books, but right, no, you do. Um, I just thought that was funny. But no, I hear what you're saying. Like they're basically not. They're, th- this to me is now.
1: It's not you know trying to be Shakespeare for young people, or, right. or trying to be like the smartest thing that ever happened. But it's trying to say, what if we could just do this and and be entertaining and right. and like I'm you know assuming stuff about the books that I don't know <laughs> is true, right? Uh, Because I've only seen the movie But it's more like what if we could do This stuff that is you know Fun and young people Reading can still have fun books And have this entertaining stuff And not be so convinced that they're Stupid right and and try to just You know go through things In a more grown up way Like somebody who thinks might Might do what happens or something like that and I really Loved that about this movie yeah and the just the fact that I could watch through this movie and go – at the end of it go, you know yeah. – I, I mean it, it definitely has problems and yeah. it does things that I don't like. One of them that stands out to me now that it's been a long time since we saw the movie – I mean not like a long time. Well, it's been but, like a week and a half. But yeah. the fact that you have C.C.H. Pounder in this movie, and at first you know she's okay. She doesn't yeah. have a great big part or anything, but – uh, she's actually a really good actress. She is, <laughs> and and she needs to work more. She's that good. Yeah, and and she's actually getting there now. She's right. doing a lot of stuff now. You see her uh, a lot, but right. she's a really good actress. And at first, she's doing, uh, you know, decent stuff. When we see her in in the earlier parts, and you know, she's right. doing what needs to be done. And when we get to her towards the end of the movie, this was, like, very telling for me, not that she does anything good, bad, or indifferent, but you have her, and this is what you're going to do with her. Right. Like, no matter what it says in the script or the book or, you, you know, whatever you're trying to do, there's a different way to go with her. Later scenes, right? Where you could be, you know, take advantage a little of the fact that you have someone who can act. Right. You know, if right. you're making like a B movie yeah. and you go, "These are your lines, whatever," right? Then do that, and you know, anyone could do it. But basically, her end, her end game of her character, you know, she could be anybody, right? And that just is like an irritating. Well, it's a waste of having her on right. set, yeah. yeah. And, and it kind of sums up the movie for me uh, in a lot of ways. There's really good stuff about it. And we kinda of go wrong with most of it. And and it, it doesn't really pan out. And a lot of uh you know, like you even
0: said, like there there's a vampire part in it
1: that is just kind of unnecessary.
0: Well, and it's like yeah, just to have vampires. There was there was a lot of stuff, like what you were saying, I felt and I feel like this is an interesting time for books and films because with the the vacancy that Harry Potter left and I guess To the other extent, you know, the twilight has left. Now, there's a big hole there for a market to fill. Right. And everybody's rushing in and they've all got these ideas and everything you just said, I thought, you know, I agreed with all that stuff. And and it's interesting to see them try to um, compartmentalize and kind of recruit people like we'll throw in enough Harry Potter to get that group. Just right. enough to make it identifiable, but we need a bunch of this from Twilight, and and you know that's where you get vampires and mummies versus wizards, and now it's in a right. remote British location, and everybody's happy. It doesn't always work, and I, I went into this thinking this is just going to be a mishmash of the craft and Harry Potter and the Hunger Games. Right, you know, it's it's really interesting to see so many of the young adult. Films and stories be all kind of Katniss centered. You know, everybody's kind right. of a Katniss Everdeen, whether you're downtown Los Angeles or dystopia, world planet, whatever. Right. And I was surprised. Well, by I think
1: I, I think in the young adult section, uh, I mean, there are so if you actually read like a lot of young adult right. that comes out, it, it's an interesting thing that you get, yeah. I guess, because there's all this dystopia. There's all sorts of supernatural there's all there's all kind of, there's basically there's dystopia there's supernatural and there's bitchy
0: girls and <laughs> right. all like that's, a, that's like, a perfect venn diagram like that's so a, when it overlays you get like right. hunger sir, all of them right. harry potter and the hunger games at twilight it's, uh, and it's and it's a lot of uh
1: you know female characters it, yeah. it is uh, a lot of well we are we are Fixated on the fact that yeah. girls want to read books more than boys do. Right. I mean, at, or at least in the young adult category. I don't Even, know if, if boys maybe just go straight for other sci-fi fantasy yeah, well stuff knows. and they're okay. And right. and we don't need to fill a void for them as much in this specific <laughs> category. Right. Who knows what happens, but
0: well, that's what it looks like in that category. There's a bunch of the film when it starts playing out, and it's a little slow moving, but it's still interesting. And I like the, I like the cast for the most part, all the way through. Anyway, I did too. I liked a lot of um, the cast. And I thought anyway. they did really well. Again, I said it was like a big pilot for a new CW series right. and I'm not and, taking a crap and, on and that. it. I'm really, actually trying to say that that really a, could be, that's a positive. Like, I really do mean that as a positive. I'm not trying to backhand a negative in there, but it, it just didn't feel like there were all these times where the movie didn't know whether it wanted to take itself seriously or not. Right. And when it, and it, And in doing that, and it tries both. It tries to take itself seriously, and it fails and succeeds doing it. And then when it doesn't, it fails and succeeds doing that, too. Like, in a way, one of my gripes about the film is that it's really all over the place. Right. But when it was working and it starts off, and you see these things, like, through the filtered glass of all these other successes, you know, I'm like, okay, instead of a, a boy wizard who never knew there was a wizarding world, now you got a girl. Who's kind of like not the Hermione, but she's being introduced to the Shadowhunter world by these two people who were basically her Ron and uh, Hermione, right? You know, so you got the three character kind of story thing going. They basically go to a Hogwarts kind of building, you know. And I'm watching all this, and I'm like, it. it, Normally, if this was done worse, I would be really irritated at how derivative it is. I'm surprised at how kind of engaging it was, and when it was working, it was creative and interesting and fun. And I understood the the arc of where the, the current of the story was kind of pushing them along. Right. But, you know, there were those moments like when we were talking about and you started uh, leading me into it, which is there's like 35 minutes, not quite halfway through this film, where it just decides we need vampires. Right. And they get into this big thing where her friend Simon gets kidnapped by vampires and they've got to all go get him. Nobody knows why except that he's her friend and they're like, okay, well, you're really into it. We'll follow you and – it doesn't exist for anything because by the end of it, he's clearly bitten. She sees it, doesn't tell right, anybody. Right. They're, They're all against we're, vampires. We're massive it, Joss Whedon and it, territory yeah, and here it now. Doesn't ever And it doesn't ever introduce anything new to progress the story along, except to introduce a vampire fight scene that is absolutely unnecessary. Right. And when the film fails, oops, sorry, when the film fails certainly fails like that for me. Like there's just things you don't need. There's things that I felt like, well, when we talked about it, I said, I hadn't read the book. And I don't know if you did. And you said you didn't. But I'm like, it felt like that stuff might have been in the book. And they felt like a real need to put it in because it works in the book. And it doesn't work in the film. And there, that's what I said in the beginning by saying that I think this is probably a really good adaptation of these books, but to its own detriment. Like right. it needed to cut that out.
1: Well, yeah, and you know what happens is it's funny that we're talking about this whole Joss Whedon thing because there are several things that uh, you get the same kind of reaction, I guess, in in this movie. You've got – he gets bitten by a vampire. We notice that he's bitten by a vampire. We don't necessarily know how vampires work exactly in this world, right. and she won't ask anyone right. to find it, out. And, which that yeah. really threw me. Yeah, that she doesn't go, you know, to Jace and get so um, vampires because she doesn't know. <laughs> right. All she and, knows is. All she knows is that people tell her that all the stories are true. but right. like All the stories of vampires. I mean, well, it's a funny. You, you don't, don't like know even, how they really work, just because yeah. vampires are real, right? Yeah. D- if you just get bit, then are you a vampire? Because that's right. not at all how it works all the <laughs> right. time in every story, right? right? But but we have him doing that. We have uh, we have sort of like uh, homosexual yeah. uh, advances towards people or thoughts or. Or like a whole area going on there mm-hmm. we have who really is whose son or daughter or, or sister su- or, or who are people to each other going on right and all of this stuff that is uh, I suppose Joss Whedon would say this is just the worst movie ever because all this stuff only exists because go read the next book right
0: right and wait for the next and moment. in the yeah.
1: book it's probably perfectly fine. Right. right? I mean, in in the book, it's probably perfectly fine. And what we have that we end up with in the movie is we've got somebody writing a screenplay and then we've got the book Mm -hmm. and trying to say what has to be in the movie because it was in the book and what actually makes a good screenplay of a movie. Right. And really whoever's in charge is not talented enough to make (laughs) the right decisions about how that (laughs) all has to work or, you know who? Who knows what the producers or the book yeah. deal is, or right, or what who has knows. to be there because of other obligations or something. But it doesn't, it doesn't come together, and it really feels like something that's just in the movie because it has to be in the movie, and it, it it's almost like you just kind of go time out, right. watch this for a while, okay, time in, now we're back in the movie. Well, I thought,
0: I thought. Uh, I'm looking at IMDb. Jamie Campbell is Jace. Right. thought uh, Jamie Campbell Bauer. And Lily Collins was Cleary. And I thought both of them were great. Uh, I, thought, all I thought both stuff, of
1: them were really good. And uh, Jamie, uh,
0: the guy who plays Jace, he's yeah. actually like a
1: veteran of... He looks like he's uh, been a million of these, these movies. He's, right. He was in the Harry Potter movies, yep. and he was even, I think, in the Twilight movies, actually. I so. And
0: I think he was in at least well, a couple of them. It, so it, he's like... <laughs> he's, he's just been basically he's, got same it. Same he's thing, like man. am I carrying swords or am I got vampire teeth? <laughs> you know I, I enjoyed despite the weird digression of that whole vampire thing that didn't do anything but irritate me. You know there were moments where the film as a whole kept me going and I was pretty interested in it. And partially it was because the the I call them the kids acting. You know the the actors doing the role of kids. I found interesting and right. engaging, and I actually was curious and interested in how their relationship was going to play out up until the last 30 minutes of the film, I'm gone. Right. Uh, I'm not interested in it at all. It it tries to riff too hard, and I keep saying it's sprinkling all these things in. It really goes full on – I mean, and I don't mean it in the best way. Like it tries to do some full-on Star Wars. It's like Luke, I'm your father. She's your sister. It, it kind of tries you know, to be everything. It want. And this is what I was gonna say because there were moments earlier, right, in this big topiary greenhouse thing, where all it's doing is the notebook. You know, and then it gets back. <laughs> then it gets back to like all these other things. The last half hour, forgetting even the ancestral stuff, that is actually a little comedic but it's not supposed to be comedic but it's kind of i thought that was cool. i thought it was i thought it was interesting i thought it was cool just and to have the guts to do that there are a couple it, of things i did
1: too there are a couple of things even but actually I didn't, I didn't
0: like basically the the climax of everything felt way too formulaic way too yeah. overdone and for a film that showed real genuine sparks and sometimes fanned flames of, of creativity right that felt Totally flat and just photocopy. Well, and you know, the uh I'm blanking on this
1: guy's name too, and he's uh awesome. But there are a lot of really good people all around uh yeah. the young people too. And we've got uh her mother, who I can't remember her name yeah, either, that's but Lena she, she pla- yeah, she's I don't a, remember she, her name. She's a Mama from uh right uh the
0: hell's that other <laughs>
1: movie.
0: I don't know. Um Mama. Seriously, what is that movie? <laughs> I know, with uh, <laughs> I remember when we did that review and I was just like, "Oh man, I'm going to crack up all the time we have to say momma." Anyway, no, it was dread. It, yeah, that's right. But and, I know it's um, just momma.
1: And the the guy who is in charge of the Oh
0: yeah, 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 of um, the uh Whatever, the guy who. The Citadel. I kept like, calling we, it the Conclave. It's uh, we, we Jared Harris.
1: We, we won't spoil things. Yeah, he, right. he's great in general. He's a great. He's very subtle. He's, he's one of those great actors yeah. that you don't know who he is. Right. You don't know his name, but you've seen him in everything. And yeah. once you see him, you know who he is and everything. Yeah. He's really good. And he's like one of the keys for me when we get towards the end. As soon as we get to the part where uh, he really gets serious, right? Right. And he is saving people and he's destroying the world. Like <laughs> he right. goes every he's which way, everything. right? As soon as we get to the part where he has to do like kind of all this like serious stuff, all of a sudden the movie just goes oh, by the way, this is a very serious movie you're watching. Right. And and it all kind of falls apart because it's right. not. <laughs> and, right. it's, and, and it, it wasn't it
0: before. And it, yeah,
1: and don't expect me to That's like it one of it, the know. key moments of the whole back exactly. and forth of being serious and not being serious, and it's it just becomes very rough because you don't know what you're watching anymore, right. and you don't know what you're trying to watch. And at the same time, it's probably you know all fine for younger people. They won't care. Yeah. They'll think it's great. But uh, you know, for the right age group, I like this movie a lot. And I'm, yeah, I, I could way more easily recommend this to anyone to watch who, who might, you know, like I said, if you make it past the trailer, yeah, I, I think prob- probably well, I you'll think, like this. Unless you make it through the trailer and what you're hoping for is you'll get Twilight. And right. Then you'll probably well, I be. Think-
0: very disappointed. I would say to anybody who doesn't see this in the theater and gets to see it at a rental place or online or whatever, if you're going to sit down and you're going to watch this film, this type of film, and it's this or Beautiful Creatures, this is the way to go. Right. This hits everything right where Beautiful Creatures just was always on the periphery. Even of though stuff. we didn't
1: hate that one either. No, that, we didn't. And there was a lot terrible. of stuff
0: to like about it, but the, the strengths here are almost always just way more concentrated and way more effective. But. Right. So there you
1: go. There's that movie. we got like two
0: minutes to do getaway. <laughs> We should probably say bye to the live listeners and then just carry. Uh, boy. I think The um, yeah.
1: live show is going to end very quickly. It's awesome that the live show is going to end. We Thanks. haven't
0: even so- we'll yet. Yeah.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll just kind of run past well, wait a minute. It. You It'll know what?
0: Here's what? something we're going to at least 30 more seconds with, because I said this to you when we were watching the film, um, and I forgot to mention it now. Uh, beautiful drive away. Um No, the mortal instruments. One of the things that was really weird that actually stood out to me as a negative was the music. Like, Oh, that's me, right. I was really you bothered by, uh, I mean, it's not often that music is so, when it works, you think about it like subtly, like, wow, that was really cool. I might like to listen right. to that at you, some point. It was great. Right. everybody you're, in a you're while, supposed to not notice it. You're supposed it, it, really, to not right? notice it. Casual, aware of it. When I was watching this, almost every single time there was music, it it was so wrong. The music that they chose it pulled me out of it. Right. So much so that I was running to. Man, did you wish the music was that bad? Right. And and it's not even where I get the CW comparison from, but it reminds me of when a lot of shows on the CW started and they were trying to introduce new bands.
1: And it was like right, that. Right. It had
0: that feeling to me. It was like. Don't don't have this song here now. You're you're facilitating something that you were doing just fine with the actors, and now I hate you because now you're trying to make me feel it through the Gap ad you're putting on. Right, exactly, and And,
1: uh, yeah. So the live show is going to end. So. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll just like wrap liveness and okay. sorry we didn't get to that other movie for the live listeners. But um, thanks piece. so much for tuning in. Yeah, thanks. And we will be back next week uh, with I have no idea what because it's a horrible week oh, and knows. it's going to be whatever we It'll be. Something. we end up seeing. But yeah. thanks a lot for tuning in. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends, and we'll see you next week. Bye. And uh, I.
0: Well, okay, we're not we're not we're not, we're we're
1: not, we're not, fully not in really in the clear yet, off, but air, yes. we could just
0: say bye a couple more times, but yeah, hang um, in there with everybody. There.
1: Subscribe on it.
0: <laughs> just keep subscribing. We're, we have we need some end music, that'd be cool. Well, all
1: right, um, now we're you know, clear. one more thing I want to say about Beautiful Creatures actually or not See what I did there. Mortal Instruments, Mortal Instruments is there were a lot of things that I really liked. This was almost sort of like a tie in to Getaway also because there were these weird things that I liked about uh, Mortal Instruments that kind of compare to weird things that I like about yeah. Getaway. Like, I liked watching Getaway as bad as it is. I liked watching it because I just liked watching actual stunts. Yeah. For a really, for even if it was for too long, it still was like, you know, but they're actually doing the things and it's not just, oh my God, with the CGI everywhere. And in this movie, it did some weird things that kind of stood out to me that I liked. And one of them was they don't at all explain those swords that kill demons. And I loved that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that they just have weird looking swords. Right. Those are the ones that can kill the demons. And we just go move on. So, we don't we don't have to have some story about the meteor that hit or yeah right whatever, whatever it, happened it that is we what made it is, the swords. Right. You just go look. They're the weird looking swords that look like they're made out of glass, but clearly God, can't be still, or whatever. That still bugs me though, man. But remember, I, I just love that they just go look. We obviously kill demons. Not, this right. is how we do it. Move on, right. and they don't have to like pander to you and go. If we don't explain this to you, you won't understand what yeah. happened. You know, I mean, I just I thought that was cool, and yeah. I thought there there are kind of some other things that happen in the in yeah. the movie too. Like I agree. we just you know just run with it. And, yeah, right. and not have to go right. this is exactly
0: what everything means and I don't know. And- just as a quick aside because I know we're getting to get away but didn't that, wasn't that scene, you didn't like that scene too where they freeze all the demons and they could have walked around. No, I them. hated that. It was horrible. Like, just when you said that, that about was the swords and i like, was like, dumbest. that was dumbest. the other scene I hated. That was the worst scene. They set up scene. a great thing of being in, in infiltrated and all these different creatures and they got werewolves here and all kinds of demons and everything and they freeze everybody and they could just Kill everyone and instead they right. tiptoe around them instead. And that, literally they tiptoe around that, them. That was the thing I that, was so mad.
1: That was the thing that I said oh. to you. I said to you, and watch me get proven wrong. That will suck. But <laughs> when you first mentioned that Good. before I said, I bet that's just totally different in the book.
0: God, I don't and, know.
1: Somebody's got to tell and us. And what it is is somebody else said, Well, I can make this effect look really cool right, if right. if we go this route. God, I forgot about and, that. Because my guess is that in the book they still don't kill them, right? But it makes yeah. sense somehow. Yeah. Like, right. like what I said is maybe they just turn to solid stone, right. right? And you can't kill them; they're just stone, they're stone now. now. You have to wait until they're not stone till you can yeah. kill them. And so we have to get by them or something that happens. But they just stop. Yeah. And as time goes on, and like it wears off, they slowly start to right. be they able start to like move a little bit. And
0: you know, and that was one of the things. It that was, seems like you just could stab him. right. And I love the build-up to it. One, it. could be one of the creative things about the film that I really enjoyed was how they tattoo and scar runes into them, and they have abilities and right, powers right. if you know how to use them. And there's this really great moment. I don't think it gives anything away where they're looking at. Uh, Clary putting a rune on her, and they're like, w- "What the hell is that? That's nothing I've ever seen." Right, exactly. She's like, well, I- "I've seen it because obviously you know, they know
1: what all the runes right. are." Right, and I
0: just I love that she uses a rune to freeze the demons when they're trapped in a no, you know, in a room where they can't get out of, and and, and then they just tip. I mean, God, yeah, I I love that scene, yeah. and then I hated it we so quickly. We really
1: want to talk about Getaway. You can tell. Right. So Getaway, Ethan Hawke and uh, <laughs> Selena Gomez and, and Selena Gomez and John Boyd, that's and and, and John Boyd, yeah, and I almost had some quotes that I was going to get up, but then we, you know we uh, yeah. I, I had some computer problems and, and and couldn't do it because there we was lost uh, the power power there time. was kind of a cool, cool little uh interview clip with John Boyd where he's talking about coming up with the voice, and it's funny oh. to see John Boyd, who is John Boyd, right, and he's in this movie, and i don't know he's clever enough to know he's not in the next greatest movie that ever happened, right but there's an interview clip there's an interview clip of him talking about trying to come up with like exactly this voice and then doing it, yeah, and then really being in love with it and and he says he seemed like he, and was, he says, I really loved the voice that I came up with, and it it was one of those things where it was like, I wish I could use it somewhere else, I wish I could use it more I wish I could had that voice to be in something else. And I was like, because this is not where you <laughs> want to showcase right. the great voice you came up with. But as I'm like listening to that interview thing, I'm like, you know, it, it was a good voice. Right. And it, he, it, it was, he seemed and like he, he really would, loved it. He,
0: he actually re- did. He
1: was really good. I yeah.
0: I liked him in the movie. Yeah. Um, So uh, it's funny you say that. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's, no. this is related to it. It's funny you say that. I'm looking at IMDb real quick just because it's nice to have it on hand. And Ethan Hawke's guy has a name, but it, then it goes Selena Gomez, the kid, John Voight, the voice, right. Paul Freeman, the man, Bruce Payne, distinguished man, so-and-so, detective. Because henchman, because one, two. no no one and, has any names. And nobody has any names. And right. it's just funny that he's known as the voice. Right. Like 'cause I just – you know. Uh, but the, it's also telling that if when you're watching a film and if – the cast of characters are like the man, the detective, Detective 2, the henchman. Right. Y- you're getting what you're getting. So anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was neat that you said because that. Because they,
1: they never say any name right. for Selena Gomez. They never say any name for him. Right. Uh, so what happens is Ethan Hawke, uh, his wife has been abducted. He is an ex-race car driver yep. who doesn't do it anymore but certainly knows how to handle a car. Yeah. And uh, his wife has been ab- abducted. He comes home. He gets a call from The Voice who says, you know, we've taken your wife. If you want to ever see her alive again, do exactly what we say. Right. And the first thing they tell him to do is go to a parking garage and steal a car. So that's how we get the uh, right. Uber tricked out Ford Shelby. So Shelby super Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. It's Like the super...
0: Oh yeah, it was car. a super it was a, a super snake, right, Shelby right, Mustang.
1: Right. And it's uh it, it's like his badass a car, right. muscle car as you can right, have. Of course, right. right. So he steals the car, he has to get away from the cops. Uh the voice has also put, uh, made some more modifications to the car and armored it and lit it up with cameras everywhere on the outside and the inside. There are cameras all over it. So he can see exactly what's going on all the time. And then he just says, uh, drive here, drive there, whatever. He's just giving them, he keeps calling and giving them directions. And then, you know, at some point there's like, put this GPS thing in and this, whatever. And uh, so he has him do some crazy things. As as we're first going in, he's got him like driving through this little fair. We're in Bulgaria, in Bulgaria, and it's Christmas time. Right. So there's like kind of a little Christmassy fair thing. I think and it's actually like almost Christmas Eve too. Right. It, it is. Like, it, it, yeah. it is because so uh, the voice is like at a Christmas party. Right. It's, yeah. Right. It's like it's like right there and. And so he has him, like, just drive through, like, a completely insane person and destroy right. all this stuff and nearly kill
0: everybody, tons yeah. of
1: pedestrians and everything, and then go sit in this parking garage for a while and wait for further instructions. Right. And then all of a sudden Selena Gomez shows up, and it turns out that it's her car. Mm-hmm. And her dad, you know, runs some super investment bank and it was his present to her because she's into cars. Who knows? She did all these modifications to it herself and stuff. Yeah. And basically she gets kind of trapped in the car because the voice says not to let her go. Right. She, She has to stay with you and now drive here and do this and destroy whatever and now drive here and then it's and right. then, that's pretty much it it's right. like
0: uh it's like, i don't know i don't know what it's like really
1: <laughs> and and that was that was much of our conversation it's a 90
0: minute uh, so movie far. and there's probably 5 minutes of of credits so it's 85 minutes of basically that right uh
1: there's that's as much as you're going to get of the plot really that's that's the plot you're not skimping it's, that's the, the, the plot is uh you know the voice has a plan right. to to do something that he's kidnapped his wife
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you're going to take this car. You're going to drive a lot of places that I tell you to go and you're going to avoid getting caught by the cops. Like if you get caught by the cops, I'll kill your wife. If you don't do exactly what I tell you, I'll kill your wife. And, Mm -hmm. and then where can we go with that? And uh, Selena Gomez gets uh, caught up and along for the ride because it's her car. And, She turns out to be this like super hacker person who's going to try and find out what's going on, and has her iPad that she can magically take stuff over with. Fifteen phones in the glove compartment. Yeah, she's got three iPads
0: everywhere. You know, she's got everything.
1: She keeps pulling cameras out of her bag whenever it suits her and stuff, and. Ultimately, obviously, this guy has some sort of plan to rob something and it's not really given anything away to say that it's this uh, it's basically this high tech version of a bank robbery Mm -hmm. that we are helping to facilitate by having Ethan Hawke do all this stuff. And so then it's like. You know, it's really just can Ethan Hawke get out of this, right? And is he going to survive? And where does Selena Gomez fit in? And you know, hilarity ensues. That's your that's your plan, and that's
0: what happens. And it's uh, that's your excuse to have a lot of car chases. Basically, this film is so bad in so many ways (laughs) for me. Like, when we walked out of the film, there were certain things that I said I enjoyed about it. And I do. I stand by it because it was a refreshing thing. Like, what you said, you know, you were just saying, like, it was It was just really cool to see, like, real stuntmen working. Like, right. there was no CGI stuff in here. I mean, it was really just people in cars crashing them and filming it. And stuntmen got paid right. in, and in it Bolivia was, that uh, day. You know, it, And it there was, was cool. There was
1: a lot of... Uh, you know, just kind of the throwbackness of it to, uh, you know, watching movies in the 60s and 70s absolutely, when there was no CGI to use. And
0: you had right. to have, if you wanted a car to do this, you had to, yeah. you, you got to get a guy and you uh, got to pay him to do, thing. like, I need you to drive headfirst into that building. He's like, okay. Am I getting paid <laughs> right. today or tomorrow? You know, and but um, uh, it's not just because the plot is so thin and it's not just because so much of the movie is just car accidents. Right. You know, it's just. All the stuff that's there, it, starting from the beginning, the film, even just the way you described it, and you weren't doing it on purpose. This is a total wish list of Speed and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Right. Everything about this film, up to you know, even including to the point where in Die Hard with a Vengeance, that's the one where Samuel L. Jackson and John McClane. I love how I say one real guy's name and one character's name. <laughs> Where John McClane and Jesus go all over the place to try to solve all these crazy things by a mad criminal who keeps calling them and making them run 20 blocks or right, driving right. 30 miles or whatever. We get to this phone. And he basically says once, once Samuel L. Jackson's character teams up with John McClane, you know, Jeremy Irons says you – know, he starts calling him the Samaritan. He's like, the Samaritan has to come with you now. I mean this is, this is to a T – you know, once Selena Gomez gets in the car and the guy the voice, you right. know, once John Voight sees her, he goes, Don't let her go. She has to stay with you now. Right. And we we find out later there's a reason for that. It's like this big, wishful, usual suspect setup that yeah. looks so horrible. But at least it makes sense. But really it's I'm surprised at one point John Voight didn't say "Don't let the car go below 50 miles an hour" because <laughs> there's also a bomb underneath. Well,
1: he does because they rip off frequently tell him to speed up. They, all the time he does. They rip faster. off
0: everything, even the scene in Speed where they loop the video transmission to keep Dennis Hopper from knowing they're getting everybody off the bus. Right. Selena Gomez after. 3 phones have been moved and one iPad which I want the plan she's on cuz my iPad can't do that. Right. But she reroutes the video, tells them to stand still so they can pretend that they're in the car. How much it, it isn't even derivative. This is just outright plagiarizing ideas. Right. And it's it's it would have been interesting if the film itself had been better. But aside from the genesis of well, all Well, except that,
1: for the looping the video, you can't really say that that's like
0: stealing... That's specific, right out of Speed.
1: That's right out of 800 things. Then, I mean, looping, then blame looping them all. Looping They're the video, all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> looping look, the video is not the thing where you can go, I stuff, stole that from Speed.
0: The stuff that... Well, I mean, it's interesting. It's a, another car film, but it's on a bus. But It's a bus film. But it, all these things that happen that make this thing move Somewhere towards a story. There's it's I told you it was like watching a football game You spend four hours watching the Cowboys versus the Patriots or whatever and you get seven minutes of real action actual stuff This was a 90-minute movie and there's really only like oh Man, maybe six minutes of like real compressed dialogue and talking and stuff and everything else is really just cars slamming into everything Right. That's not I didn't enjoy that like that sucks Right. But, and when they do talk, man, like what you said, Selena Gomez is the weak link in this whole thing. Oh, because we're both we're both no solid question, even Hawk fans. Right? For me, when she was um when they're when they're racing through the streets, which is like half the film anyway, and they're running into other things, which is the other half of the film, they have these quick cut scenes of her quipping with him, like, like he's like, "Put your seatbelt on." She's like, "This is my car. Give it back to me." Right. "Shut up. Put your seatbelt on." You know, those moments all suck, every single one of them. There are a couple moments where they're not driving around and they're not breakneck speed where they get to actually try to have a scene. And she's not bad in no, those. But there's only, like like you said, there's only two of she's those. She's okay in, yeah. a,
1: in a couple of spots. She's okay. Yeah. But it's so weird because uh, the point of her character is to be a 13-year-old brat. Right. And basically what happened is we said who's a famous 13 year old we can put in the movie that <laughs> right. you know someone will recognize the name so that when right. this is on the right. video store shelf that doesn't exist anymore someone will Right. someone will pick it up and go, "Ooh, Ethan Hawke and Selena Gomez. I know right. those names and I'll rent it." <laughs> Which um <laughs> sorry for taking you back in time. There, That's awesome. But, but um you know, it, it's that like you were saying before. It, it, it's that kind of movie. It's the kind of movie yeah. that if you if you're as old as we are, right, it's the movie that they're they have two copies of in between <laughs> the big things that came out that they have forty copies of. are so old that you just kind of you know the movie you want's all out, right? And you want to rent something, yeah, you know whatever. But So that's why she exists in the movie. Yeah. And the weird thing is is that what she has to pull off is 13-year-old, and she can't do it. She can't do that. <laughs> and those are the parts that are horrible. Those yeah. are the parts that are – the way we've written the character is suppose there's like this 13- or 14-year-old, super precocious, rich daughter person, and how would she act? Right. And what's weird is the way it's written I don't think is actually that wrong. Right, but she can't do she it. Can't if do it. we had a right. different actress, like uh, you know, right when we walked out of the movie, we were talking about this. I think you could not change the script and just change the person, and yeah. you'd be okay. You might want to also change the script, but <laughs> but you right. probably could really get away with it, yeah. it, it to a, a fairly serious degree if you had someone who could pull it off, and she
0: can't do and it. And we both agreed, you know, again, Ethan Hawke with a couple performances has bought my interest for the most part and whatever he's in like review. you, you right. know i'll go see him because i really like the stuff he does well he's he's a good actor but he just got sucked into her being here because he could have maybe tried to elevate it or sometimes you see actors who are just mismatched you see someone who's really capable right. and someone else who's delivering their lines because they're the it thing this week or this month or whatever even even if you know he was on his absolute A game, and for me, like what I said, it um, yeah, looked like he wasn't there. Yeah, for this. he wasn't. You yeah. know, even even when he has this one really crucial scene to show that this is his movie instead of you know an accident film, it, it, he just isn't there. And I don't know what it was, but it it might have just been a paycheck for him. I I don't know, but all I know is you are 100 percent right. I, I, think, I think he, did a, t- I think he did
1: a lot of driving.
0: And there's and there's not a lot of CGI and he did a
1: lot of his own driving and he was having a lot of fun. Yeah. And and and, you know that's okay. He wasn't he wasn't the best he's ever been. Right. But at some point of being as good as you've ever been in this movie, (laughs) who
0: cares? I thought you were I I thought you were just gonna say he's not the best he's ever been. I'm afraid she is. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's what I thought you were I, gonna say. So I'm like, oh man, that's it. I,
1: I could well oh. have said that. But like if this is <laughs> if this is B Ethan Hawke, instead yeah. of A Ethan Hawk, yeah. which it's you know, somewhere in there, he is clearly not doing the best work that he could possibly do in this movie. Right. But at some point, you know, what difference does it make? If yeah. he had been that much better, yeah. I would have said, Well, wow, he was really good. Who yeah. cares? I mean, it's not gonna change <laughs> we, anything about this
0: movie, right? We got to talking about genres anyway, and I'm not gonna bring up all the stuff that we did, but sometimes we use this as a <laughs> as a vehicle. That's a crappy pun. As a vehicle of talking about the review. I, I know some car people. Like I only know one guy, like I told you the other night, that you did that I think I could say go see this. Right. But even the car even the car people that love the films like The Fast and the Furious and whatever, I don't know that reasonably I could say go see this because it's really not about seeing the Super Snake, you know, Mustang. It's right. really just about seeing it drive other cars into walls and to see other cars blow up. Right. Like there's really – it. the whole film screams like direct-to-video made in foreign lands. We're trying to copy The Fast and the Furious as best as we can. Right, and, it's, and that's it. it. It's a lot of – like I don't know who to you know. It's this like
1: to. taken mixed with car movie, mixed with like speed because you know uh, we can't ever get off the bus, right. so we right. have to. It's we're always watching the car drive, right. right? Which is a very tricky thing to try and say. What is it like? And is it good for that? Yeah. Like, is it? You know, it's almost like how do you? I guess, differentiate judging this movie in theory and judging the actual fact of the movie that we got. Like, is the... (laughs) You can do theory. I'll do fact. Is the theory of the movie even any good? Is is the movie even... Is it something that's even possible to be good? Yeah. If you you rewrote stuff a little bit, got rid of Selena Gomez... Mm -hmm. And you know, I think Ethan Hawke is fine. He's fine. He, he's, he's fine. He's fine enough. John Boyd <laughs> is certainly fine enough. Yeah. The but can you take the overall theory that we're working on of the movie and mix it up a little bit? Be in the car the same amount, right? And would we ever have a good movie? Yeah. Is there even a possible good movie here? And and I I bring that up for two reasons. To hurt mm-hmm. me. One is. I think the answer is yes. It could possibly yeah, be a good movie, but it's still hard to compare it to anything I and say what what genre is, <laughs> what is that like? exactly? Yeah. That it's like its own little subgenre of yeah. maybe there are like five movies, but it's also it's it, it's whatever you try to compare it to, it's not any of them. It's not yeah. speed. It's not Fast and the Furious. It's not it's not really doing that. It's not Taken either. It's no. its own crazy thing, and the. So I think you have to look at it from that perspective. But the other reason is that uh, I think a lot of the critics who really hate this, yeah. I think what they're reviewing is the theoretical movie.
0: Maybe. Right? Maybe.
1: I don't know that they're completely I that. reviewing the movie this movie. Yeah. I, I think what they're reviewing is more along the lines of you know, that's not even possibly a good movie. Right. I've just decided that there's no <laughs> such movie as right. that that can be good. And what the, you know, some yeah. of the things they're saying, like, uh, it's almost like you could just say the fact that they're in the car as much as they are in this movie, now I've decided it's a bad movie. Right. It's almost like you could change the plot completely, but if I have to stare at the car that often,
0: well, <laughs> the movie sucks. You know, look, in my opinion, and I'm not going to betroth it to that too much, I would never have thought, in theory, that the components for this film would be interesting. You know, you put two people in a car, you got to keep them in a car, you got to keep them driving all the time. And it's a thriller and it's action packed. And I'm like, I'm gonna get bored of that. But I got to tell you, 20 years ago, they did it with speed. And speed is the proof that this film can be good, because speed was great. It was uh, it was a lot of like speed. You didn't like speed? No. I'm speaking now to the people that <laughs> like speed. <laughs> speed was a lot of fun. It was surprising in how much you could do with just people trapped going forward.
1: I I, I almost sort of felt the in a very similar way to speed speed for me was like kind of okay but this movie for me is actually kind of okay
0: it's you like not this like movie
1: better than speed it's not halfway okay i probably like them about the same oh my really God, but horrible. for me but then again i'm giving this two stars and not the half yeah, star okay. that you're giving it it's get a half star i thought for all the things that all we've done is say how much this movie sucks and i'm still saying it's it's <laughs> two stars right right But for all of the amount of – I have a a similar thing, I think, to the uh, Mortal Instruments movie because I walked out of the theater of this movie with like virtually the same reaction as I did to Mortal Instruments because I walked out going, how come I don't hate that movie? Right. And when I walked out of this movie, I was like, I feel like I should really just be going – I should be pissed right now. I should be going – I hated every second of that. Yeah. But I didn't hate every second of it. I thought a lot oh, yeah. of it was pretty cool. I thought overall as a film where you actually go, does this plot make a lot of sense? Is it really is it really working and staying true to what it's pretending it's telling you? Um first of all in this movie at one point they get to an exchange and right. they're exchanging right, right for the wife, right? And as soon as the car stops moving at the exchange, everything after that is complete done. garbage. Yep. Everything that happens after that is horrible. Yeah. And yet I still kinda of like the movie. But a lot of the stuff going on, I mean I kinda of like it at like a two star level, right? Right. Now no. I kinda of like it like it's, <laughs> it's in going on top up. ten list of the year or anything. Yeah. But up until that point, I really was, you know, having a lot of fun with figuring out what was going on and I was kind of there. There's a point where it kind of gets boring to just watch nothing but car chases. Like yeah. if you just you know, if you just edit all the car chase scenes from every movie ever together right. and just watch that as a movie, right? Eventually that gets really boring. That's on YouTube I know. Even somewhere. even if they're awesome you know, in the movie it doesn't matter. but right. it gets boring. And it gets boring here for that reason. But but for me, uh you know I I didn't like Selena Gomez. I liked yeah. Ethan Hawke pretty well. But somehow or another, I watched the movie and I was not, you know, having like Resident Evil reaction to yeah. it where I just thought I need to poke my eyes out. Right. I don't I don't know. I just thought it was it was sort of like from the perspective of if this could ever possibly be a good movie. Yeah. Then is this really a no star or half star version of that. And I don't think it is because I think that the the version of this movie that could actually be pretty good. Like imagine the version of this movie that could be like three and a half, four stars or even higher. Yeah. It's not that much different. It's a stupid movie by definition for me. It's sort of like, uh, you know, judging reality television and going, well, they're all a half star because they're all stupid. You know what
0: I mean? If a great version of this movie exists and it stays in the parameters of a 90 minute movie, I'm not really exaggerating when I say that like 70, 75 minutes of this movie is just driving and hitting shit. Right. Like, what makes another so film better there, than that? Is is
1: there a good version of well, that yeah, movie? Well, but, yeah,
0: but there can only be 20 to 25 minutes of that spread out over 90 minutes in a better film. But and that's just saying, film, no, there can't be no, a good version is, of this there, movie. No, I'm saying there is, because this film... Okay, but... And that's the answer, to, I think, that I'm trying to say, which is the best version of this movie isn't just driving and hitting stuff. It's his character, her character, the voice's character, maybe not so much him, but definitely a resolution with the wife and a better story. Not the story is we're going to bang up 150 cars on the streets and we're going to film that and we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of story. It's the flip side to that. It's we're going to have a story about this guy whose past has facilitated his wife to get taken by this person for the vengeful acts of this voice. And He's got a plan to get even or to get rich or whatever and in pursuit of that there's going to be a lot of action like what this is doing is it's just flipping the whole thing around and it's putting way too much time in mindless revving of the engine right and not anything in character or story or development you're right easily the story we understand is basically in the first 10 minutes we get all the plot we're ever going to get by the time he finds her car and then it's just banging into stuff right. And that's never going to be a good film. I want to film a film about banging into stuff. No. I want to film a film about a, a former race car driver who gets, you know, con- somehow gets connived into wrecking a bunch of stuff to try to do this thing to get his wife back. Yeah, that that could be a great film. Right. But not this. It just, does, it just doesn't I'm have trying to as realize much now. driving in the yeah. car. I'm really trying to right. think now why this is even getting half a star. <laughs> Seriously, this is. This is one of the worst films. That's, that's your and there's so reaction. many. Yeah, there's so many jokes about it. Like, yeah, get away, like don't go near this. Get away, you know that uh-huh. kind of thing. You know, it's just it's horrible. Yeah,
1: I see, but I still kind of wonder it's horrible what, what that what way. that means exactly because I think what you're saying is actually you're answering my question and saying no. Like, is there a, is there <laughs> a good version of this movie? And I think what you're saying is no. Well, no, this there, is the there's thing. a movie that is related to this movie in certain ways, but is a totally different movie, I hear what you're
0: saying. Is this movie, and you only have two choices. I know you love these questions. Is this movie about cars banging into things, or is it about a race car driver trying to do whatever he can to get his wife back? Because if it's about just driving into things, then no, there is no way this movie could ever be good.
1: Well, no. But it, if it isn't, It's
0: about the second thing,
1: but it's, well, not, it's, then not, it really, is. it's not really what the movie is about. Uh, I mean what the movie is about is not yeah. like the whole theory of the movie. I mean that there is actually this much time looking at driving the car and car chases and… And okay. and the cops are coming every time you turn around. There's another cop, whenever the, whenever you whenever <laughs> yeah. you caught your breath, then right. some more cops show up that chase him. And you know that's one of the funniest things about this movie because you know I I mean <laughs> nothing against Bulgaria, right? <laughs> but. <laughs> every cop in bulgaria right. has crashed their car by the end of no the movie is coming home for there Christmas. is no way yeah. there are that many cops oh i know in bulgaria. i kept waiting to see all these other like units and countries and stuff
0: and, and you, you get you
1: get towards the end of the movie, right? And I, I mean, like really, really far towards the end of the movie, and all of a sudden <laughs> there were a lot of cops. All of a sudden, there is
0: a giant yeah. mass. Where did they of all come from? And I said, "Shut up!
1: There are not, <laughs> there are no cops left. They it's, should
0: have shown them all in bandages and crutches like, and stuff." But
1: it's like, you know, like I said, nothing against Bulgaria <laughs> or other, you know, small European countries or anything, anywhere. right? Yeah. But it's like if you. If this movie took place, you know, in <laughs> Montana or something, they would have to and call the, the Wyoming and then, police. And, in. Sud- and suddenly <laughs> we're watching this movie, and about a half hour in, we have smashed like 50 police cars. Yeah. I'm going, look, that's or- all the cops that have ever been in Montana, <laughs> right? Even the ones that you count driving through from other states. And
0: now at the end of the movie, here's 100 more cops. Right. I think I understand now, I misunderstood what you were saying. You were asking hypothetically, is there a way that this film, the way it is, with all the amount of driving and action that has in the film, is there a way to make that film still but just better? Right. Yeah, no. I th- Absolutely not. I think there is. No, nope. I think you could have, and that's so uh, weird from you because you're the guy who hates the the 20 minute neo fighting agents. Right, scene. I do. Like there's I too think, much of something. And I then think you're just you dead could have. That's so weird. I man. think you could have the same amount
1: of stuff happening on screen. And here's mm-hmm. here's the reason that there's no it, way. Here's the reason that it bugs me. Okay, is because if if that's the problem you have, and not. With you, no, I understand what you're but saying. with but what, yeah. with a lot of other critics who you can go and read yeah. their read their reviews, I think what they're doing is what they are reviewing is saying the theoretical thing right. can't, be, can't good, be good, and they're pretending that what they're doing is saying right, the movie. These are things good. about yeah, these right. about this movie. I think you could have the same amount of time where we're looking at people and we're stopped and we're not crashing things, and make way better use of yeah. the people talking to each other. And yeah. and maybe it wouldn't be, you know, absolutely so much smashing, but the same relative driving. Right. I, mean, no, I, but understand. Like, I understand. But the parts that where uh, – the problem is that we don't actually do anything when we're talking. Right in this movie and the amount of talking that we do we could be doing something right we we could have we could have someone different than Selena Gomez. Yeah, and we could have two or three other writers on the movie right and try to make something out of it and not only that but uh, we were talking now now things would be different so this is maybe kind of a cheat but we were talking before and i said you know what they could do is they could have him have some kind of connection to somebody mm-hmm. and he could get on his radio right and have somebody else try to figure out what's happening to him and there could be like another angle there and we wouldn't necessarily change how much driving we see or <laughs> chases but there would be some story
0: right i don't know i think i think it theoretically could be a good movie my only thing i'll say and i said this to you the other night and this would be the last really Honest thing, cause we should yeah got to get out of here it, it, the only film i've ever seen like this was the chase with charlie sheen and christy swanson it was like 20 years right. ago and it was basically them in a car driving and escaping stuff and it it worked like it, it wasn't an a plus film it wasn't as, but it it was this far film, gone and it was in this film. it was as far as this film could go and still work as i think is possible right so all right, so we love
1: that and go see yeah. it. Right. As, as yeah, as right. Possible. Awesome. All right, we got to get out of here. We will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks. And uh, <laughs> like we said before, you know, subscribe on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, right. Stitcher, tell your friends, and.